Hello and welcome to Nantucket After Dark, where we talk about relationships, love, sex, with spirit in the mix. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Dorothy Stover, seventh generation Nantucketer, love and pleasure teacher, founder of the Nantucket Love School, where we focus on spirit and pleasure so that our students feel more love in their lives. I've been helping women transform their lives, feel empowered because I support students connecting their spirit, their intuitive selves, and how they can heal their bodies and their lives. I'm so glad you could join us. Let us dive in today's episode. Let me share a story of one of the marriage proposals I have experienced. He was the guy that women wanted to be with and men wanted to be. Super handsome, successful, very sweet, an all-around catch. And as he held my hand and he got down on one knee, my heart sank. And I thought to myself, oh, please, 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 please let this be a joke. I've been here before. I knew the signs. I felt it in my bones, but I was still hopeful it was going to be a joke. I He didn't really know me. And this has happened quite a few times where I was proposed to and someone didn't even necessarily really know me. Maybe we're just dating for a little while. And I always found now looking back that a lot of these men love the idea of me. And the way this particular guy looked at me, it was like when a a golfer looks at one of his new clubs, an object that is useful and they're excited to use, but soon will that golf club is going to lose its shine after a few rounds. No one likes to compare themselves to a golf club, but it gets the point across, doesn't it? Many different ways, or at least he didn't view me as his equal. And But I was something to own. I was something to conquer. And I knew what it looked like for a man that, to see me and to love me for me. I also knew what it looks like for a man when he's in love with the idea of me. In this case, it was 100% he was in love with the idea of me. So here he was on his knee with his my hand in his hand. And I knew I had to say no. And it's such like an awkward position to be in again, for both of us, right? He's putting himself on the line here. I'm putting myself, well, I'm trying to take myself off the line. And I didn't want to bruise his ego, but I knew if I said yes to him, that it would be absolutely miserable for both of us. And I didn't want that. I didn't want to be someone who proposed to not be single or to say yes to someone just because maybe I didn't want to be single or because I wanted security or he checked all the boxes. And so I had to say, no, thank you. That was my answer. I remember the way he looked and the look on his face as he was getting up from the floor. And he was like, can't blame a guy for trying. And that still like sits with me, like such a interesting time. So he was my 12th wedding proposal that I received, 12. And after that day, I decided this is ridiculous. I'm going to stop counting. Like this is just, it doesn't make any even sense. Like why do people keep proposing to me? And I actually, after that time, started to really dim my light and not necessarily be my 100% true self because I felt like I was leading people on. Like there must be something wrong with me that these people keep asking me to marry them. And so this is actually a question. So this question, why we're talking about this is because someone, I've I've spoken about this a few times. I've had over 12 people ask me to marry 
you know, wedding proposals. And after that 12th, I've still continued to have people ask me to marry them. I've said yes a couple of times. And, um, but in this particular instance, I don't know if you know the, you probably do the, those anonymous questions that was going around on Instagram. And so someone asked like, how have I received over 12 marriage proposals and why do I choose to be single? And as I started to think about it, I started to realize this was more than just a couple of sentences for an answer and it started to become more of a podcast episode. So I thought, all right, let's take this to Nantucket After Dark. After all, a lot of these proposals happened on Nantucket After Dark. I would love to share with you a few different things. One, I'd love to share with you six things I've learned over the past two decades of marriage proposals, as well as three types of guys that ask a woman to marry them. First off, I'm no one special. So I just want to get that right on the table. I'm no one special. I'm not the most attractive person in the room. I'm not the hottest. I don't have the best body in the room. I'm not the best in bed. I am not the smartest or the wittiest person. I'm I'm not wealthy. I'm not rich. And in a lot of these cases, I'm probably below average if we're being honest. So what, why, why me? And I do know that there is something about me. There's something like if you were to see me on a dating app, you'd probably like maybe you'd probably not swipe because if you're going off of photos and whatnot, but there's something about me in person. There's something about my energy and I 100% own that. And I do have a lot of qualities where someone for a lot of men, they want to marry someone that's similar to me. I am a solid person. I'm kind, I'm warm, I'm willing to learn. I have a growth mindset. And I'm very supportive and loyal and I can be funny. (laughs) So, and I love to take care of my partner and I love to be someone that is supportive of my partner and I'm also family oriented. So I do have a lot of things going for me. I 100% know that and I can clean up well. So I know that on some level, I am a catch, but like everyone can be a catch, right? Like everyone has their their part where they're just like, man, that's that's an awesome person. The bad, I just want to set that foundation. I'm not necessarily anyone super special. There is something about me, but I don't know if it's enough to warrant over 12 people asking to marry me. But let us hop into, so over the past 12 years, from my experience of proposals, as well as experience working with clients, I would love to share with you six things that I have learned. Number one, when a man is interested, he will do whatever it takes. If you're not sure how a guy feels about you, that's a big clue. He will make it known he wants you. This is just something I have seen across the board, not only for my own experiences, but with clients. There's a guy that's on the fence about you let him be on the fence, but do not commit. Do not commit to him whatsoever. Just enjoy the company. Enjoy getting to know this person. Allow them to get to know the true you. Because if you commit to them before they are truly and fully committed to you, oh my gosh, it just, there's so many challenges that end up happening. So this really cuts it off at the pass if you just enjoy it for what it for whatever that relationship is whether it's something casual, if you're just getting to know each other. When a guy is fully committed to you, he's fully committed and he makes it known. There's no, there's literally no games. So if he's playing games, you know, you can either let him go or you can just allow him to play those games and not play along. 
Number two, guys fall in love faster than women. I feel like I need to look up this statistic because I've just noticed over and over and over again how men will fall in love faster than women and and commit faster. Now, this could be because of hormones. Who even knows? But I've just noticed even with working with matchmaking clients, like men tend to fall faster than women. Now, women are looking for to be chosen faster than men. That's the two differentiations that I have seen where women want to be chosen, but men fall in love faster. Number three, if a man is ready for marriage or kids, oftentimes he will settle. If you think I'm implying that settling with me, that a lot of these men were settling with me, you would be right. I'm pretty sure they were. A lot of these men, they did want to get married and they wanted a warm body female that checked all the boxes. And there I was. And so I've seen, and I've actually seen this a lot, so many times where a man's ready for marriage or he's ready for kids and he will go, okay, she checks all these boxes. I'm popping the question and I'm going all in. Not necessarily actually checking to see, does he love and care for her? Are they a good match? Are they in alignment? Do their values match up? What about when the challenging stuff happens? What about when he doesn't like her? How do they work together? So, you know, those are just some of the basic questions to ask oneself if you are thinking of marriage. And I, I have seen for a lot of men that they don't necessarily stop when they are ready to get married or ready to have kids. They don't necessarily actually really truly sit and think about it. And because they're so focused on either time, I have to get married, I have to have kids, I want to do it within this time frame. And I've seen women do this too, where they maybe settle on someone that's not the best partner for them, or the best life partner, or even the best partner that will show up and be a partner when raising children together. So really and truly like slow it down. Number four, If you run away from a guy when he's proposing marriage to you, lay low for a while. I've definitely had a few. I I will admit that I have run away from guys while after they have proposed. I've literally clickety clacked my little high heels up Main Street when a couple of times at the bottom of Main Street. One time a guy asked to marry me another time on Main Street right in front of the pharmacy that time I did say yes. I've had these situations where I have run away. I when it's happened so many times, it just made me feel really uncomfortable. And so the only thing I could think of was to just run. And so if you're doing that, I would suggest, I mean, hopefully that it was like a clear sign to this to any of those guys that um I wasn't ready. <laughs> Like I wasn't the right partner, but still people's, you know, I could have handled it, obviously could have handled it better. And then, you know, after that, when egos are bruised, it is best to lay low. Now, this was before social media. So I don't know how it would be now if I were in my 20s and running up Main Street, running away from a guy proposing to me. But um, I would assume you want to lay low for a little bit and maybe address the subject later. I don't know. We'll, but I do know it's, it's not comfortable. So no matter what, if you're going to run away or if you're going to say no, it's, it's all uncomfortable. It's all uncomfortable to be in that situation, no matter who you are. Number five, don't desire to be chosen. 
by someone. It's human nature. We all want to be chosen, right? We all want the person that we're with to want us, to choose us, and we want to choose them. It's very natural. For a lot of people, they are in a situation where they completely desire to be chosen and they don't even necessarily care about who that person is. They just are flattered. They like to be liked. They love to be loved. So if someone chooses them, they're like, sure, I'm in it. But then that doesn't last for long, does it now? And you usually end up getting yourself into quite a sticky situation. And if you're in a situation where you're married, oh, it leads to all sorts of challenges. So when it comes to my my great grandmother used to say, those that want to get married in the worst way usually do. And everyone wants outside validation, right? It's human. We want it. Um, We want to be wanted. We want to be loved. But if that's where you're coming from, where you're not actually really sure of your, your feelings and your connection and where you are currently at with this other person, you're getting caught up in being chosen and not necessarily really firmly grounded in the decision of being with this person. Yes, totally. You can enjoy being chosen by someone and choosing someone else. Have it be the cherry on top of an awesome relationship the two of you have built. Number six, there's more than one person for everyone. Also, you, your person may never come along or the two of you may have poor timing. So, and this actually could probably be even two things, right? We, we all have multiple people that possible people that we can spend our life with, that we could build a life with, that we could have children with if we wanted to, or have experiences with, or all the above. There are multiple people that are out there in the world that have the possibility for us. And then there's also the very real fact that we could stay single for our whole entire lives or a portion of our lives, get married young, get divorced, stay single, stay single, get married when you're older, you know, there's so many different possibilities from what I have learned of being in love a few times and feeling like I have loved enough for a thousand lifetimes. If no one ever showed up again, I still have had this beautiful romantic life and these beautiful loves of my life. And I also know there's a real possibility that one can be single for life. And I'm very good with this. Plus, stats show us that unmarried females are the happiest demographic, and I believe it. Men that typically ask a woman to marry them fall into three different categories, and I would love to share that with you right now. Number one, they are ready to get married or have kids. I've mentioned this before, and so if one checks all the boxes, he moves fast. He doesn't have to love you. He may think he loves you or he may have those initial feelings of in love, but he's really more in love of the idea of you and not necessarily who you are. He's looking for a certain type of partner. He may not even have love as his goal, which is completely fine. If his goal is, say, children, you check the boxes for someone he feels like would be a good partner for raising kids, like, or even just your looks that he's looking for. Again, it's not a bad thing. It's just know where someone's coming from and and where they want to go. Are your values aligned? If you look 
for him to have that certain he's a he'll be a good co-parent you think they'll you'll be good partners the love isn't necessarily there or maybe you have that love that you'll grow into love or feel you'll grow into love and so it's making sure that your values and your goals are aligned and more power to you you know everyone every marriage every relationship is one's own so no one has to defend their relationship to anybody but just want to give this category because it is really important because not everybody is on the same page. There are some people who get caught up in getting, you know, engaged after a month or two months or three months, six months, and they're caught up in the relationship and not necessarily on solid ground. And so making sure that you're both on that same ground, you're on the same page and your values are aligned. And a big reminder for this person, as well as the next two categories is never marry anyone you wouldn't want to divorce. Meaning if you think they would be nasty to you or to someone during a divorce, do not marry them. And you can get a hint of this by how they treat people that upset them and how they treat their exes. Do they have multiple exes they talk poorly about? The common denominator is always them. More than likely, not a great person to be in a relationship with, let alone get married to. And with more than 50% of marriages that end in divorce, it's high likely that the two of you will get a divorce. So make sure you are with someone that is kind and thoughtful and that you know will be kind and thoughtful at the end, not just when they like you or not just when they love you, that it is this solid, this is a person that has integrity, that when something ends, they aren't mean, cruel, spiteful, because those things come out full force when someone's going through a divorce. Number two. He's in love with the idea of the person and will love bomb the crap out of the person they are courting. They will post lots of photos on social media. They will put significant other on a pedestal. This is the person who's like, oh my gosh, so lucky to find this person. And they just gush and gush and gush. And the reality is they're in love with the aversion of a person and not necessarily the actual person, the full holistic person, all of their personalities, all of their flaws. They're, they have a version in their head. And when that version of their head, that bubble is burst, they or after some period of time, they will feel betrayed that that person is not the person that they thought they were. And they'll feel heartbroken and wonder if they ever really loved or cared about them or if that other person ever loved and cared about them. So this person, they had a vision in their head of of an idea of the person that they're with. And then that person becomes a real full person. More parts of their personality come out. Maybe other situations that they've never been exposed to and you start to see more of that. That's why it's important to be with someone for a certain period of time or at least give time to really get to know each other. A lot of that that type of guy, he gets caught up. And so you may find that you have a proposal within a few dates. You may find you have a proposal within a month. I, have, I found that often. It was like within a month I of dating someone, they usually knew whether or not they wanted to marry me, which I do believe is true. I think there is, a, there is some truth to that. Within a month, you kind of get an idea if this is someone solid that you would want to pursue a relationship with, and then it could go in that direction. So I think there is that real bit of information that can be shown. Now, we all have, we're all multidimensional. 
We all have flaws. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. We all have things we're working on. And so to be with someone, and we all have red flags too. So we all have green flags. So there's, if someone said, let's just say that someone has you on a pedestal, they think the world of you, they think you're amazing. You have flaws and those maybe come out, say, six months in that you leave the towels on the floor and that you chew with your mouth open or you get really annoyed at, you know, football games and you will talk the whole time instead of let, you know, I, it can be a multitude of things that burst someone's bubble these things can come out. This person is also more likely to cheat because they'll get into a relationship and they'll kind of stick around until maybe someone else comes along. Number three, he truly loves the person and he wants to build something solid with them. So this is someone, this guy, when he makes a decision, it's a solid decision. He he knows the person. He has seen this person maybe sick, throwing up, diarrhea. It does not matter. He, he has met their family. He has interacted with their friends and spent time with friends, invited that, this person into his world as well. And this is the guy that's, he's solid. He loves, the, he loves his significant other for them. When he gets to a point where he is ready to marry, he is really ready not only to marry this person, but build something. And a lot of women are, this is what they want, but few get. Why? Because there is an evolution of the soul. And for this type of guy, they've evolved from just the looks. So yes, we all have that initial, okay, what someone looks like, but they, this guy falls in love with the soul. He also sees flaws. So it's not that he doesn't, it's that he also calls out bullshit. So, and he loves, he shows up and he still loves her. So in fact, the flaws become parts he enjoys most of the time. He fell in love with her soul. And that's the biggest part. This, this is where that real firm foundation, when you fall in love with someone's soul and you both feel safe to communicate and be your true selves with each other. In my opinion, if it's not the third guy, it's not worth it. I'll stay single. And I suggest to other people as well, stay single until you get that person that you can be your whole true self with. And allow the space for them to be their whole true self with you. Not just settling, not just letting things, you know, go by, calling out each other's bullshit, but then also really holding that space with love. Which brings me to why I've chosen to be single. I love being single. I have a very full life. I love what I do in the world. I have purpose and connection. I have an incredible family I'm very close with. I have great friends. I love my own company. Like I could spend, like people talk about, oh, could you for a million dollars go out to the woods by yourself for a year? It's like, oh, totally. I love my alone time and I love my relationship with God and with source and with spirit. And I have an incredible sex life of which I've been cultivating for two decades. If I'm going to choose someone, it's going to be someone I feel completely safe with emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, and environmentally, that they feel the same about me as well. I don't want to settle for anything less because less sounds like stress. My life is really good. Why would I want to settle? I value self-growth. I value myself. And I want someone else that also values me and also values my growth and allows me to hold that space for them as well. I've worked too hard on my comeback. I've worked too hard on my comeback to commit to anything that is going to not support 
the evolution of my soul. It has to support the evolution of my soul. And I want to do the same for my partner. I want to support the evolution of their soul. I know this type of relationship is not easy, but I love doing the deep work and holding space with grace. And it's important to be with a partner that has that same value. We all deserve to be with someone that loves us for us. And not only loves us for us, but also allows space for us as individuals and as a couple to grow and evolve. We deserve someone that is a partner and not just a significant other. A wedding ring doesn't equal happiness or a relationship falling into place. A wedding ring is a symbol of commitment to the evolution of each of your souls and supporting each other while doing it. Don't settle for someone that truly doesn't love you for you. Don't settle for someone that doesn't truly love you for you and that you don't truly love them for them. Now, with that said, if you want to get married for other reasons, rock on with your bad self. If you know what you want and you're open and honest with them and you're in alignment, then go for it. I'm only sharing what I've learned over a dozen men bending the knee. Until next time, peace, love, and hugs. Bye for now. I am sending you so much love. And if you're feeling the love, I would love to ask you a favor. Please share this podcast with your community. It's super simple and takes less than a minute, but will help me create more content like this and help other people and spread that love. Here's a fun, easy way to do it. Take a screenshot and tag me at Dorothy D. Stover right on over on Instagram. It's a win-win because I'll make sure to share you with my community as well. Plus, when you tag me, I'll send you a free gift because I like to do my best with spreading love around the world. Thank you for helping me do so. Until next time, peace, love, and hugs. Bye for now.